Hello and welcome back to episode 3 of the Change Maker Schools podcast. Here we talk about all things related to reimagining education. And in the previous two episodes I was talking about why should we reimagine education and what needs to be reimagined. Today I was thinking we could talk a little bit more about the how. And that would take several parts because when you get to the nitty gritty of where the work begins it takes more than a few words to express it a vision can be written down in one line and a mission in a few lines but when it comes to strategy and implementation is where the work truly begins what are we waiting for let's dive in on the core of what we wanted the child centric learning to achieve for children to be inspiring confident learners who took on their learning identity for life who also saw change maker as an identity and something that they aspired for and lived and breathed every single day of their lives so what are some of the key things that we had to do in order to meet this goal for children We had figured out the opposite of boredom and disinterest would be joyous learning and that became our first pillar. What does it mean for learning to be joyous? Does it mean that children can jump up and down, play, watch and do whatever comes to their mind? Is that joyous learning? Let's step back for a moment and we will need to look at this more deeply. and the surface level of happiness that we are all used to looking at every child is born with a lot of innate curiosity a thirst to learn to figure things out and they are relentless experimenters and you can see them constantly in motion their eyes watching for things to touch to open to close to figure out and they don't rest till they learn what to do They keep trying to stand up till they succeed. They try talking till they figure it out. Until a certain age, we are very familiar uh, with the physical milestones. You know, they need to walk, they need to talk, and there is a general sense of encouragement for the trials and the failures and the triumphs in the home environment. But it all seems to shift when this child starts attempting formal learning, like reading or writing. a line cannot be out of place she cannot color out of line cannot mispronounce or misspell a word there is constant need to correct to fix the child's mistake soon enough the child wants to run away and not even try to attempt anything the child's handwriting being off or her not being able to read or write by a certain age can easily send a family into a tizzy especially in the part of the world where i come from and the other subconscious factors like the child expressing their dislike or opinion on something saying no doing messy play not eating or throwing a loud tantrum can really be off putting for the parents those are not considered opportunities to learn and grow so very early on a narrow siloed out path is set 
that is considered learning and slowly but surely all curiosity and trial and error as well as the space to make mistakes is withdrawn from that space one has to be perfect clean neat and put together in many ways to get approval from the adults around you slowly that becomes a child's parameter for perfect and how they give approval to themselves they stop trying they stop stop their own curiosity they stop questioning and they stop making mistakes that's the first step where the joy has been taken out of learning even before the child knows that it has happened they then begin to find their joy with friends when no one is supervising they find their fun when they're doing their craft making building something which is away from the day to day hustle and bustle of what they're supposed to be doing as students and no grading marking or berating is involved very soon they don't associate friendship relationships craft making stuff or play with learning anymore those are the spaces they have fun everything else is imposed by the society on them and they start to drag themselves reluctantly through those expectations are we even surprised when we meet so many disinterested and disengaged learners amongst learners amongst us So what does joyous learning really look like? For us, it's a space where children can play with the learning and make mistakes and learn from them. It's a place where they discover the purpose of learning for themselves and develop a desire to learn about the world around them. What knowledge can help them do and what do they still need to learn? What skills will help them grow? It's a place where they learn to challenge themselves incrementally a space where they learn a sense of balance they learn for themselves and not to prove a point to the rest of the world yet participate understand and be part of the world in ways that are deep and profound they can't get into the mode of creating a world apart from the world they live in this is the world they live in this is their reality and we bring a different world view a different mindset a different value set into this world and use that to navigate as well as create change a place where they are seen as a whole with their emotions their social struggles their mindsets their beliefs their values and their learning strengths as well as the areas that need work a space where the so called extracurriculars music dance drama sports are integral parts of how they learn to think and express themselves this is a space that is safe and challenging at the same time competitive in a sense of self improvement with benchmarks as well as collaborative at the same time it works on creating a sense of self awareness as well as community in the children each of these elements also plays out in complementary ways in the rest of our pillars as we attempt to redesign the opposite of the rest of the elements all these might be easier said than done and 
it is easy for someone to talk about this. However, how does this really get executed and how does it shape the learning culture at school? That's what starts to determine the commitment behind the words. Especially like I mentioned, if a school is like a black box, then there is no way any of the talk is being translated or not translated into action. It's not relevant or visible because we expect marks to be spit out at the end of the black box and that it will spit out irrespective of what journey the child walked through in the black box. We are more interested in the journey, the, the process of the learning itself because that's where all the change can really happen for the child. It can be the space that enables the child to learn how to learn or just merely mug up. It can be the space that gives the child the confidence that they can figure something out, no matter how tough or daunting it seems. It can be the space the child gives up and decides randomly that math is not for me, language is not for me, empathy is not for me. Okay, so let's talk about how at Sparkling Minds we are translating all of this into action. So what are the elements that we're putting in place to make sure that the process of the learning becomes joyous for the child and they take that as a value into the rest of their lives. The first thing is that for us, the learning needs to be purpose driven. So a lot of the subjects, the so-called subjects in school has been redesigned uh, to be purpose driven learning areas. For us, what children learn is not knowledge-based subjects. It shouldn't be knowledge-based subjects, but purpose-driven learning areas. Like, why should a child learn a language? What's, what's the purpose for them to learn a language officially? Because come to think of it, as a child grows up, the native tongue, you know, they learn without even the formal process, right? So why should the child want to be subjected to the difficult task of learning grammar and spellings and writing and you know like children also often tell me you know why can't I just talk why should I write and all of those answers actually lie in the deep purpose of why should one learn language so for us as we go deeper, we realize that the purpose of learning a language is so that we can communicate and express ourselves and the, the end user is many a times not you. The listener is different from you and it needs to have a code, something which enables the listener and the speaker to agree on, on what the words, the structure would look like so that the listener can decipher what's being said. And like many things in the world where you can do things um, at a certain level, you know, I learned the language because it was spoken around me in a certain way and, and you can, you know, keep at it, just you know, not grow anywhere. But if you really learned or wanted to learn 
how to master that language how to master speaking it in a way that will make sure that you can constantly articulate what you're thinking better and through the process of uh, thinking better you can articulate better then you begin to realize that the language is the way you're thinking and in order to get better at it like um, any sport or um, like cooking right it needs practice it needs breaking it down into its elements it needs you to then build it back up so that you can then discover the inner voice that you want to speak and you want to uh, want others to hear so language is about the language arts and communication for us english language arts and communication hindi language arts and communication kannada language arts and communication spanish language arts and communication for children they very quickly begin to realize that every single language has its own art and design and expression component to it and its own communication component to it and they need to find ways to master it and there is a purpose in reading there's a purpose to write there's a purpose for grammar to exist and it all is so that they can become better um, at expressing themselves and communicating math in a similar way is about math problem solving and design basically using math as a language to solve problems and be able to use that to design better spaces design uh better processes being able to design um better elements that will actually ensure that the process becomes better and how to design our day to day routines better using math simple things that children actually start to tackle and learn how math is a language of design um science for them becomes scientific inquiry and experimentation again science is taught like a bunch of knowledge and a bunch of facts the children need to learn a bunch of experiments that they are supposed to execute and somehow uh, that execution is supposed to develop a scientific inquiry in them that's not how science works science is a collection of facts because a lot of people spent their lives in scientific inquiry uh, a lot of people spent their lives gathering data and finding patterns in it and validating and invalidating their hypothesis based on that data to then arrive at conclusions that then become uh, knowledge and facts that we are studying today right so for us children need to walk that path the path that the scientists walk to discover to learn um, at the same time to understand that there's a lot that has already been done and learning and understanding that uh, at a core level to then reveal a lot that is not yet uh, clear and uh, and is still under experimentation and a, and a lot more about this world that we can actually discover and learn so i i really like to tell our children you know that um only a small tiny mini percentage of what the universe is really comprised of is something that we know as chemistry today and there's a lot more to know a very small percentage of uh, how the universe works is so far clear to us 
something that we take for granted like time um is 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 currently being redefined uh, as what it 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 looks like and what it can be and a very small percentage of dna um that we we know today is actually executing the the codes that form us what the rest of it does nobody knows and there is so much more for our children to actually discover so that they don't get inundated with the existing facts uh, they remain open to the fact that this is something that has been done and we're grateful for it and there is so much more to do and there is so much more to do when they remain in space like that is where um we take them to the learning area of social studies which is citizenship world not entrepreneurship for us so all this knowledge of history and geography and civics and uh, economics and everything that we understand about the world um is so that our children and us become better citizens and um of of the world and we are able to use that to create change in certain ways it is not uh to ensure that they learn each of those as independent strands and they remember oh there is this this independence day there is this republic day that we celebrate there is constitution and there are rights and there are laws and oh nobody follows any of it and uh, it all sits on paper and world runs very differently and it is not so that they will create a sense of black and white and think that that's what is taught that is what we supposed to uh, write in exams and there is no questioning that is possible and that again takes children to sense of black and white that this is not correct you know whatever whatever they teach us is for the books and then there is a different way in which the world is lived we would like children to grapple with the grayness in the world and understand it through the frameworks of thinking and of taking perspective and of understanding that when people do things that seem bad there could be reasons underlying it um that the intentions underlying it for themselves that they're trying to meet and the the whole larger scheme of things of peace and harmony and empathy in the world is not going to be established by each of them thinking that the textbook carries something different the world is something different everybody cheats everybody does this and so i need to pick a make a choice between cheating and uh lying and um masquerading as as somebody knowledgeable yet doing something very different so we don't want to let them live in that cognitive dissonance but try and use the cognitive dissonance for creative disruption and uh, computer science for us is digital literacy and innovation um because the the space that they live in is not for them to just to learn to code or just to learn how a computer is built or uh, how somebody innovated to create a machine so beautiful uh, that is transforming our lives today but for them to become literate digitally and learn that it can be a disruptive force of innovation our children are out there today in social media online looking for information looking for validation um spending their time disproportionate amount of their time watching uh, videos playing games watching anime and and finding ways to escape into a newer world 
than thinking about it as a world that is open in front of them and how can they leverage it better how can they be better citizens of that world and all of this can happen only if every purpose driven learning area works in tandem to show the child that um these things are more than the sum of their parts and uh when they when the child begins to put all of this into a whole it will stand up and it'll it'll help them become better citizens better better citizens of change today and for tomorrow a very interesting set of learning areas uh, that we we do at school which is uh, non traditional is called cmp and dms so cmps is basically creative movement performance arts and sports uh, and each of that has its own purpose for the children that they look for um, and connect back into their learning and their identities and dms is diy maker space for children to tinker with and play with um things so it's not about a workshop it's about their thinking process and to look at how can we break down something how can we build up something how can we um imagine what could be possible if i looked at what exists and imagined what it could be what could be different if i took all my frustration that i and cognitive dissonance that i experienced in my day to day world and wanted to do something different what would it look like so as an output of that our children have started doing uh, and thinking about social ventures and um, there is a lot of work that is happening on that front which i will uh, talk about uh, in a different episode now children have larger missions uh in the beginning of the year that they dropped into and um they discover a deeper reason for the basic and the advanced skills uh that they they develop through the process driven learning areas and they never told they have to do it because it is the way um that is done right um or because everyone does it they discover and co-discover the reason the meaning the cross connections across all of these learning areas in their own aha and wow moments and um we we will explore a lot more about the learning areas and how children explore and uh, deeply learn uh, the reasons and the purpose for it in many of our future episodes but for now let's move on to the second uh, element that helps us make the systems joyous is the game based learning and these are systems for each of the learning uh areas which are purpose driven children have submissions that then aligns with their larger missions so as children fulfill the various submissions they progress on their skills in different ways and these are serious learning games for us that we've designed to fulfill the different um uh, different components in the learning uh, that they need to meet like for example in english comprehension a uh, writing structure uh, being able to master their spellings and uh, for them to learn gram- gra- structure of grammar is all embedded within the learning framework so they learn joyously they discover the learning through that joyous process and the whole system enables each child to move at their own pace and um make everything meaningful and contextual for them this is one of the most interesting elements and is constantly something that we work on and improve and the game design evolves the game stories evolve 
um and we're constantly converting uh each of the learning areas on inquiry and problem solving and gamifying those uh in age appropriate ways to ensure application based context is in which children are actually learning then comes the experiential and the emergent learning component so there is a lot of space for experiential and emergent learning to occur within the games and within the purpose driven context of each of the learning areas there is a lot of critical questioning and inspiration that can be brought back into the learning space through the experiential learning and we believe strongly that um today way more than what we know there is out there to discover and the only way to do that is if children get hands on and they actually do it experientially they think about uh how they can um uh, create new experiments and new designs and um they let their learning emerge from where it exists today you will get a lot more glimpses of this on our blog today and a lot of our future episodes will focus on experiential and emergent learning and how it's lived and uh, how children breathe it in practice that brings me to the pod based approach to learning so for us all children are considered capable and curious learners and they could be at different levels with respect to their skills but there is not uh, so much of a doubt not an iota of doubt that each of them is capable of mastering these skills given enough time and support and we work with them on a model called inspire engage connect and mastery uh, through which they learn to gain mastery on their respective uh, pods children get pod podded into smaller groups within a class instead of being forced to work as a whole class and children are then age banded um, in within the classes so our classes do not work in a single class range it's an age band that works together um about 2 to 3 years together and they have the time um and the space to learn and master the skills as well as acquire the knowledge through the rigor of a 3 year cycle um rather than a single year cycle which then leaves no space for a project or an experimentation or a failure or a mistake uh, or a mindset shift which might be required before the child actually starts to work on themselves um life as a learning area is also something that uh is is the fifth component of our joyous learning experience and children learn to immerse themselves in a learning area um called life which is learning is forever and everywhere where they go on a journey of self discovery in learning relationships emotions and their leadership and there are tools and strategies that are shared with them and they role play them and they use them in, in their day to day context to um to to plug this this mindset of living and learning joyously into their regular world into the into the space where they need to live uh as i was talking before we don't want them to be living in a space which is apart from the real world it, it is the real world that they need to live in the question is can we live differently can we use tools which can help us uh be more of ourselves and be more in touch with our own emotions and our own needs and um live in a more joyous state uh, uh through reflections and through um shifting our mindsets and 
through looking at our beliefs more deep, deeply um, and achieve a lot more in that process. this episode I um, really want to talk about what joyous learning is not. At school we call it passive joy and children quickly learn to recognize the markers of what that looks like. So for us it is not about ensuring that children can be happy at all costs. That momentary joy without considering long-term pain. That children can live um, by making decisions on a whim because I like it, because I don't like it, without understanding where the likes and dislikes are coming from. Any kind of fun that children choose to have at someone else's uh, cost of someone else's happiness is not considered joyous learning. Teasing, mocking, ganging up, bullying, name calling, singling someone out, body shaming, self or somebody else is not considered joyous learning. It can be a sort of perverse pleasure and children quickly learn to identify those as passive joy. Any kind of ease or comfort that a child derives by avoiding difficult situations like a conflict, a learning struggle, by making excuses, lying, throwing a tantrum, getting angry, blaming or withdrawing themselves from the situation can give them temporary happiness but never joy and children learning to distinguish between uh, temporary happiness and and passive joy helps them see that joyous learning can make you go through discomfort but it's a discomfort that you choose because you begin to see um, see the light beyond that discomfort you begin to see what that discomfort can lead you towards it's like exercise you know when your muscle starts to stretch there is pain and there's discomfort and it your body tells you to stop and it's it's the pushing yourself through right beyond the discomfort that leads you to expand and stretch that muscle enough to take those weights, to run that extra mile, to make that difference in your in your body tone, in your weight. And it's the same way, it's stretching and pushing yourself just beyond that comfort zone uh, to the next level that enables a child to grow and to learn that that is a joyous process, to internalize that that's a joyous process is what learning to learn can mean. A child. Let's turn our attention back to the uh, second thing which is which was the low self-esteem and low self-worth that we want to talk about and what would be the opposite of that? That for us would be someone who is self-driven, self-motivated and learns to take ownership of their learning and their life. And that helped us arrive at the second pillar in our design of a child-centric school as co-ownership of learning. In the next episode, we will explore what co-ownership of learning means and looks like and uh, 
um, don't miss it i'm going to be talking uh, in the beginning a lot about how we execute the joyous learning through a game based learning process until then bye bye Thank you.